This is Diaries of a Sensitive Soul. My name is Rachel Kelly. Welcome to my podcast. As a highly sensitive person, knowing there's so many others out there just like me, I wanted to create this podcast as a safe place to express myself and connect with others as I explore and share topics that many of us stay silent around. As a trauma-informed coach and narcissistic abuse specialist, you can expect both personal stories and educational insights along the way. My hope is that by hearing the raw and vulnerable parts of my life, you can remind yourself that you're never alone in yours. Hello and welcome back to part two of the intro to me, who I am and my background with my story and In this episode, we will carry on from the moment and time I spent in Australia um, and the points from there that led up to pretty much today. Um, As I reflected on this, I realized there was so much in here. So everything I probably mentioned here will get mention in its own episode but to give some context uh, leading up from the point that I was in Australia which was about uh, it was almost six years ago I just had to pause and check (laughs) so um, a lot has happened from here and so my time in Australia looked like um, a real turning point because I spent two years or so traveling around Australia. And from that point, I really, I was about sort of 24, 25. And I just started to really feel like my body needed some stability. My whole nervous system needed some structure and stability. And, um, I started to, get that back in my life I just remember I was studying for a business management course so this was another reason that I was able to stay in Australia for so long because I was a student and at the time I really wanted to learn about business I already was like uh passionate about starting businesses and really wanted to have a um business and understand more about it so I took this course and as I did my interest in the hospitality industry and the work that I was doing there just kind of began to like die almost like I feel my internal um yeah I I I began like wanting to party less and I guess just yeah realizing that there was more to life um and also realizing that even though there was more to life, I think I started to really understand that the reasons behind a lot of these um, patterns and things I was having in my life um, and from understanding them, wanting to actually consciously work with uh, myself and I started this business course. I got super into personal development to the point that I started to go to life coaching events and um, yeah, really just like, 
working towards understanding myself. I was buying more personal development books. I remember reading The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer and some other books. Anyway, um, I, in this time, also got a Aussie boyfriend <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was like, sweet, my life is good here. I had switched jobs. I was still working a bit in bars, like as a second job. At one point I had three different jobs, um, but I was working a lot. I started to work in real estate um, and yeah, I was working in real estate and I really loved it. Like I felt like I still had this idea that this kind of um, hustle working lifestyle where you put all the hours in and you go to work and you, I don't know, like it was still glamorized in my mind at this point, the whole um, work hard, get money and that's like the most important thing like once you've got money you're sorted you have stability and yeah like um that's that and uh yeah if you can hear that in the background <laughs> that is i don't know i think fireworks or we have these weird bomb explosion things happening um I haven't really actually <laughs> shared where I'm coming from, but I'm here in Guatemala and um, I, yeah, there's a lot going on with the um, government and like political stuff. So they have a lot of explosions at random points. They also have some fireworks, so I'm not sure what that one was, <laughs> but um, yeah, more on that later. So Australia, got myself an Aussie boyfriend, was working in real estate everything was starting to look up. I stopped drinking. Um, I had like loads of time of drinking and it was interesting because my boyfriend at the time, he was, he was a manager of a bar that I worked in and, um, he interest, well, he, he was very much into that scene. So it was quite different. Like we met in the bar and, um, it was a funny kind of dynamic to then decide that I was going to go vegan at this time as well and go from like a drinking party and lifestyle to cutting out the bar so I did that I ended up leaving that job and working purely in real estate um at which point my boyfriend and I we broke up and yeah like my vision was to stay there and work in real estate I found a really good company um I started studying exams because I realized that I needed to do that and when we broke up that was kind of uh the visa the partnership visa we'd been working uh, or planning to get wasn't really an option anymore so I decided that I was going to study these exams and go and get a, a skilled visa and go and work in real estate and um, get this job and come on the skilled list so I worked towards it and I worked and I studied these exams and waited and waited like until the next year and the list came out and I remember just waiting days like waiting for that time where I could click on it and uh, open it up and start my application and and um, when I opened it up to have a look, the job that I went to apply for to get the visa had been taken off. And so that option of staying in Sydney had gone. So I spent the next few weeks just trying to figure everything out. Um, I admittedly felt like my experience there was slightly different because I wasn't with my ex-boyfriend and that was like a big chunk of the time in Sydney um so yeah I just started to really kind of look inwards and think like what's next um 
And that's when I started to really go down a spiritual path. Um, my twin sister would like um, send me over like books or readings or like she'd be really there to kind of support me and share with me parts of her own journey as she went on her spiritual path. And it really helped to open up my mind to have someone else to speak to and to share like these things with and really start reflecting on like, okay, like my life, like I'm not a victim to my life. Like these things are all happening for me for a reason. And I get to like, look at, you know, what's happening. And it really was a time for me, probably the beginning, the very first kind of time where I, I really worked on surrendering to, um, what was going on, uh, and looking at it as though it was working out in my favor. Um, And I know it's so much easier said than done, like, what, seven years down the line or six years, seven years down the line, like, I still work on that, you know, it gets easier. But it was just that moment where I looked in and was thinking that how, how can I see this, that these things are working out for me? But because I was so rigid in my beliefs, and I've always had this kind of innate part of me that like, I can be quite stubborn. And like, if I want something, I'm kind of especially when it comes to career, actually, like my career, my personal development, these um, ideals and these kind of things that I've maybe romanticized or um, imagined up in my head, like I will want to work towards them to kind of get these milestones, probably, well, definitely for many reasons, but there's probably a lot of, um, yeah, the rigidity, it's like an aspect of trying to, um control in a way that maybe wasn't beneficial for me because I guess I wasn't allowing like space for beautiful new opportunities to come through because I thought I knew and had it all figured out so this journey was like a big turning point for me and it turns out that I really did surrender and I did realize that everything that was happening was happening for a reason um my twin sister got pregnant and I really like had to surrender to the fact that like my life in Sydney, my future in Sydney that I'd like dreamed up, um, wasn't going to happen anymore and that I'm going to return home. And so at the end of 2017, I did decide to turn home, return home as a surprise for my family. Um, my twin sister knew, um, I can't remember if anyone else knew. I think, I don't know if any of my friends knew actually. Um, so just before that happened, just before, as I said, I was on this personal development path, I found my calling. I really loved and got so much fulfillment from going out to these personal development events and these coaching events that I decided I wanted to train to become a coach. And so after figuring that out, I found a course online um, as I was looking based in London to start at the beginning of 2018. So I'd found this coaching course with Animas for Transformational Life Coaching Diploma, which was amazing. And yeah, it was something I went and done. I pursued that. I set that vision, um, returned home, moved to London and started a new job and my coaching certification in the beginning of 2018. And I remember like it all so clearly because... I had started this job. I was like still determined to like do everything that I could was like, right, I am, I'm going to be able to manage this life like 
I got this job in market research and it was so random again another random job and more on that later <laughs> but I had this job and the people were amazing our offices were amazing they were based in London Bridge like we had like we had like I don't know ping pong tables like a tuck shop and it was so cool it was in like Bermondsey I think and um and I loved it for that reason but the job itself wasn't my cup of tea but at the same time I probably didn't care so much because I had this like passion for the coaching and it was always there and I knew that I was going to work to pursue that but I played this juggling act for some time and um yeah like I spent 2018 2019 um working this job like crazy hours in the end like my weeks were really long like it wasn't really I don't know the business um used to have this like marketing motto where they were around 24 7 so it was like this again coming back into this world of the London kind of hamster wheel life and I thought I could keep up but at the same time I was studying my life coaching course and I was coaching clients all around my job and I actually when I moved to London I didn't like I wanted to make the most of the city, but I started to have this change of heart. I realized that what I was doing wasn't really fulfilling. Like I couldn't manage anything. I was burnt out again, really getting to that point of like, yeah, un- like becoming unwell. Um, I started to get pain, a lot of uh, pain in my legs and my pelvis and in my jaw and um, this was like persistent pain and I went through again a lot of health scares through that year Um, I won't say there were like um, I had a lot of health anxiety let's say I've had health anxiety for most of my life Um, and during this time with the pain and things I was having tests no one could find anything wrong Um, and I never connected the fact that I was doing so much that I was feeling burnt out my nervous system was uh, shot and I wasn't looking after myself and so yeah this happened and uh, I remember my boss saying to me like for a young fit healthy girl like you have a lot of almonds <laughs> and I remember like thinking wow do I and I remember like reflecting on it and thinking wow like what's wrong with me da, da, da. anyway I went to CBT therapy for anxiety during this time because I started to have uh, really bad anxiety like chronically I was having panic attacks from the point really for, for quite a long time um, and actually I forgot to say this they started in Australia during like the last year or so I remember going to Bali and having one in the pub or like this this club place um, so throughout this time the anxiety and things were building up and yeah it became chronic and so 2018 2019 there was no answer like no explanation at this point I didn't know I was a highly sensitive person like I had no idea what that was um and I recently kind of started to find like my tribe like my people with um a more conscious community so again I wasn't really drinking I stopped drinking during this time I was probably drinking like on the odd weekend um but like really kind of had a lot of shame around it because I struggled a lot with hangovers and really didn't like it um and all of this to say that I made a decision from like the group of people that I were 
was like spending time with who was sharing some really like amazing experiences with ayahuasca the plant medicine and their healing journey and experiences and I kind of took it upon myself to say right like I'm being called to do this now um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go and go on this ayahuasca plant medicine retreat and in April 2019 I decided to go and do that and what happened that weekend was something that I never expected and I could never have planned for and could never have imagined would have happened. I did say that there would be parts of this episode I will do a whole episode on and I will do one on this because there's a lot to share and a lot of insights and a lot of perspectives that I have on this experience and what happened after but for the short version I went on this retreat on my own and I spent the whole weekend there drank two nights of ayahuasca and I had an extremely traumatic time and one of the nights of the ceremony I had a near-death experience and I got stuck like out of my body and I had this crazy traumatic terrifying time something I've never experienced something I still don't really have words for but as a result of that I spent the next two years with depersonalization derealization disorder which is a really chronic form of anxiety I guess but more so a defense mechanism of protection mechanism of the brain of the nervous system as a result of very extreme and um chronic trauma um i don't know if chronic's the right word there but very yeah a, a defense mechanism after an extremely traumatic event and so this took me two and a half years to move through uh and so after this point it was just under two and a half years actually so after this point during this point um let's say the story continues I went into my Saturn return a year into this experience so 2020 March 2020 I think it was Aquarius um Saturn went into Aquarius which was the start of my Saturn return and I don't even know if I knew this at the time, so whatever. But I now know and see why all of these things happened to me. Um, or for me, let's say, in this period. And so not long after, I got into this situationship, let's say, with a guy. Who I later found out had a second uh, relationship with that he had been in for some time like years um and he was like playing uh stepdad to another girl and a kid in a city five hours from me and um I found this out and we had been seeing each other um exclusively for about seven months and this was like another 
thing on my nervous system that was like, wow, okay. <laughs> one one more thing that we have to deal with, but like, okay, this is... And I, I underestimated, I think, in hindsight, how that affected me, like the whole thing. Anyway, so I cut that experience off. And then the next... Within six months, I met another guy. Um again reflecting on where I was at that time I hadn't healed from that experience with the other guy the um experience that I I guess I didn't really know what I was supposed to be healing from I was just so focused on recovering from depersonalization that was my main thing that I like didn't really even know like what I was meant to be doing at this time I was like wow like this sucks and I've got a lot of pride so I'm gonna like go no contact with this guy um, but then I got myself into another relationship and this relationship <laughs> again was like same relationship, a bit more intense, a bit longer and just a different person. Um, and after the experiences of both relationships, I will share more in another episode, but what I really learned from this was that I had been in a relationship and a situationship with two narcissists. And I can objectively say that um, because I then gave myself the grace of learning um about these behaviors and really understanding what the situation was and what behaviors I had been experiencing and I joined together all of the dots I joined them together backwards and I looked at all of the red flags that I'd missed and skipped over in these two relationships like almost back to back and it was so wild like just to think that at that time it was like I didn't learn my lesson and that, and it was from these two relationships that was really my first exposure to understanding even what a narcissist was. I've been in different relationships with different people in the past and different guys that were, you know, situations were toxic, but I never really ever reflected on them in this way. And maybe that's because I never, there was some toxicity in the past, but maybe... Um, yeah, there was never like this. Yeah, I just had this awareness at this point that this is what I was dealing with. And so that's not to say I never did face any other narcissistic people in my life. Um, and so, yeah, I found myself again, then adding, it was like another swimming, um, what's the word like beach ball in the swimming pool if you've heard of that analogy like when it comes to trauma and like our nervous system and it was just like you know you can keep putting these beach balls in the swimming pool and like if you're not taking them out i.e you're not healing and regulating your nervous system from each experience and you're not healing these patterns and these beliefs and these alarms that are going off in your body you'll just keep going and um, causing your nervous system to really crash and get stuck in survival mode and so all of these series of events that just kept adding on and adding on and adding on like it was a really like difficult time 
And to be honest, I think I've struggled to really allow myself to say how difficult it was because I've struggled with allowing myself to to be in those experiences and to share the depth of my experiences because I fear that they'll come across as um, either victim-y or like, um, or that I'm like too much or all of this other stuff. And really, I totally like realize now that even though they may feel vulnerable and scary to share, these are the things that need to be shared and spoken of. And so this continued and um, I continued my healing journey. And as soon as I felt better from depersonalization, derealization, I realized that I was healed from that. I was like, right, I've wasted two years of my life in this like horrific place with my mental health and um I need to get my life back like I need to go and do the things that I'm passionate about and work towards um these qualifications and get my business like going and start coaching again start doing like my women's circles and things like that and so I decided as well as a result of these uh, relationships to go and study a trauma-informed program to help um, help other people that have been in narcissistic relationships. So I trained as a trauma-informed coach and a narcissistic abuse specialist. Um, in the same year, I decided that I was going to study to become a cacao um, facilitator, um, like practitioner, and I studied a bunch of other courses as well and I just was like it just did not give my body a break did not like after all of that time I was just piling up the stress my nervous system was not allowing itself to recover I wasn't allowing myself to recover and so after that point I then started to get physical symptoms in my body and I ended up with a year and a bit of tests and scans and things like that um, just to, like, find out that for the last, like, year and a bit, um, like, year and a half, it was, like, physical symptoms I had been experiencing, um, which started off as like digestion problems, but they started off as colon spasms and cramps, which I thought was something else. So I was having all of these tests, all of these screens and, um, nothing, there was no answers. Like the doctors couldn't find anything and they went on for ages. Um, and it was only that I decided to go down a different route of seeking help and support that, they that I finally found out and got a diagnosis that I had chronic fatigue syndrome which is also commonly known as or under the same kind of umbrella as uh, myalgic encephalomyelitis and so all of these things all of these symptoms um mind body symptoms that I later learned were all rooted in like chronic nervous system dysregulation which is not surprising at all given the um, time that I'd had both in the last four years but also the traumas and things from childhood and the nervous system 
um, healing that I really should have been doing before and never knew about, just never knew. Um, and so during this whole period of time, um, thinking back to there were so many other things that happened during this time. These are only the, the kind of key things. But um, it was during this four-year period, five-year period, as I said, that I learned I was a highly sensitive person. And so I kind of took my work in this direction. I began coaching HSPs and empaths and deeply compassionate, deep feelers um, to start nurturing their trait. And this was part of my healing journey as well, really understanding that and nurturing that side of me. Um, and which I did and that helped me to heal a lot, but there was still these tendencies and things that led for me to become, um, to have these chronic symptoms and led to CFS and led to these physical symptoms in my body. Um, and so from this point I decided to get some support um, and I'll share more on this specifically but I started to feel so much better after having this support working with two great practitioners for a few months and yeah the fatigue started to shift the other symptoms I had started to shift and um I decided that that was my time to really change many things the many many things in my life mostly the thought processes and the trajectory and the alignment that I was in and out of um and so yeah I decided to well during this time stopped working I had a full-time job in recruitment for financial services I stopped that job and I stopped working towards my business and I ended up moving um I ended up deciding that I needed a change of scenery and to really ignite like my fire and spark again. Um, and so I decided to with like within like two and a half weeks in January 2023, like book a flight to Mexico, one way flight and go and travel. Um, and I guess there's another story on that, how I ended up here, but I'm now here in Guatemala in Central America, teaching yoga at the most beautiful venue. Um, so within that time, I managed to do a yoga teacher training course. And here I am. <laughs> and so that leads me up to kind of where I am today. And this is the second part of my story. <laughs> so I will leave that there. As I was sharing, I realized that there was many a topic to do an episode on. So I will leave that here and be sharing more on some of these things um, very soon. If there's anything that has resonated, let me know. And thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. If anything I shared in today's episode has touched your heart or you feel cool to share with me any parts of your own personal journey, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me over on Instagram at I am Rachel Kelly. I'm sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next episode.